Hey everybody, Sarah here, your host of The Wedding Dish. And before we get started, I have a quick message for my wedding pros who are listening because I know someone out there needs to hear this today. We have had a hard year in 2020, and I know a lot of us are feeling stuck in our businesses or anxious about how we're going to hit the ground running after weddings are finally back to their former glory. I get it because I have felt that way too, and I decided to do something about it. So I reached out to my dear friend, Taylor, at Lemon Tree Editorial. You have heard her here on the podcast before many, many times. She's co-hosted, she's guest-hosted, and she's been a guest too. And she is a website copywriter for the wedding industry, but her job title really should be Word Magician because that's what she actually does. I hired Taylor this summer to rewrite the Wedding Dishes website and I have to tell you, she nailed it. She captured my voice, my jokes, including my silly puns. And I was so shocked at how much it sounded like me that I just couldn't even believe it. It was incredible. But more important than capturing my voice, she, her writing always speaks to my audience. It's just perfect. It's persuasive. It's inclusive. And I know it's going to help the podcast attract even more amazing guests and sponsors. If you're a wedding pro who has pivoted this year or last year or rebranded, or just maybe has had the same old website for way too long, you have got to reach out to Taylor at Lemon Tree Editorial. Head on over to her website, lteditorial.com, L-T, like lemon tree, editorial.com, and tell her Sarah sent ya. Oh, and Clouseau, who I'm sure you can hear snorting right next to me. Have a great day and enjoy this episode of The Wedding Dish. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Wedding Dish, the podcast where we chat with married or engaged couples, wedding professionals, and we read listeners' stories on our mini episodes. From the planning process to the business, uh, relationships, and pretty much everything in between, as always, you will hear tips and tricks and learn a little bit about today's unique family. I did say family, not family, and how they maintain strong relationships with both humans and animals that live in their home. I am Sarah Alipin, host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of District Bliss and Photos from the Hardy, as you know. And before we get started, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, you've got to check it out. We dished with Tara from Banner Day Films, and she started... Um, she started a videography company a couple years ago, and uh, more than a couple years ago, I guess. I'll give her, she's, she's really awesome, and she gave us all kinds of really awesome insight into using um, video for marketing purposes, how to choose your videographer for your wedding day, and she talked about her own wedding, which was super fun. And as always, I wanted to say thank you for tuning into The Wedding Dish. So let's dish. Today, we're talking with Maddie, the CEO of Living With Pickles, best known for their Instagram, Farmily, um, but that's just a small piece of the magical things that this mixed humans-animal household does to make the world a little bit of a happier place. Thank you so much for being here, Maddie. It's so good to see you. It's so good to chat with you again. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having us on. So today's a little bit of a relaxed fit episode because Maddie is not directly at the moment a wedding professional and she's not engaged at the moment either. So it's going to be kind of a fun, different episode. And Why we're really, am I here? <laughs> <laughs> we're really excited for you all. So set, grab a seat and, uh, and get, get your rosé out and we're going to dive right in here. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> So I nothing, hear, I promise. We'll, we'll entertain you guys. Don't worry. <laughs> and even more so if you're having a glass of wine. <laughs> mm -hmm. Always better with wine. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Maddie, how long have you been in business? 
So I started our Instagram account, Living With Pickles, about, it's been about three years. Um, I started the account really just um, because we had this adorable tiny piglet that we rescued, uh, not really expecting anything to come from it. And, uh, and it sort of has spiraled, you know, since then, and it's much bigger, much, much bigger now than what I ever thought it would be. Um, and, uh, but yeah, that's how it started. It started with pickles. So that's why the account is called Living with Pickles. Um, and now we have uh, what we call our family, which are, we have 10 permanent resident or you know, permanent animal residents, and then a constant rotation of foster animals um, that come through our doors. So uh, yeah, it's, it's um, a lot of energy over here <laughs> in this house. It's super, super busy over there. Um, if you follow their Instagram, I'm sure you already know that. Um, and why did you decide to start your own business? Well, so I actually had, um, you know, straight out of college, I went to uh, USC and I studied international relations, global business, and um, I went to the film school and I did film production. Um, so those are my majors. And I have always just really loved the creative process and um, cr just creating emotional, charming, heartwarming content. Um, and so I, when I um, graduated, I got a job at Khan Academy, which is, um, they provide free online education um, to students all over the world. Um, and so it's a, a mission-driven company um, and they, I did content creation for them uh, and I really loved it. And I loved that, you know, even more people like watch and follow Khan Academy than follow us. So I loved like creating something and knowing that because it was digital, it was just going to have a huge impact and so many people were gonna see it. So then I ended up designing a free, um, college admissions resource to help high achieving low income students that didn't have access to college counselors or SAT tutors, you know, um, basically a free comprehensive resource on, you know, how do I apply for student loans? How much do I take out in student loans? And so I went around the country and I interviewed and filmed these videos of um, deans of admissions at, you know, all the top schools and um, financial aid officers. And so I really, I started doing that. And then um, I actually went to India and I lived in India for, um, five, six months, um, putting on the largest music festival they've ever had. And it's like a charity music festival. So um, basically it, it's, it's also an online digital platform where the tickets are free. You just have to take social actions, digital actions, and then you earn points to then get your ticket to this festival. So it was like the biggest thing India's ever seen. Like we had, we flew in Coldplay and Jay-Z and then Demi Lovato. And then we had all of Bollywood. Um, and even the prime minister spoke. And so basically like, I was, and I was only, I, um, 23 at the time. Um, oh my gosh. 20, 22, 23. So, and, and I was directing like, you know, um, national commercials and I was the one coming up with all the like ad campaigns and, um, activations and organizing like our hundreds of volunteers that would help out. And so, I would have never gotten that job had I been in the US just because um, like they're just, I was so young and I was so unexperienced, but the man who bought the rights to Global Citizen in India, he's this incredibly affluent philanthropist slash businessman. And he really wanted, it's a youth movement and he wanted it to be put on by young people. So he hired all young people to do it and just gave us a ton of responsibilities and just said, you know, you have access to my network, you have access to all these, like my resources, my time, my advice, you know, I can be your advisor, but you guys do it, figure it out. So we did. Um, and it was such an amazing learning experience that when I got home, I was like, where do I go from here? What job will I possibly be able to get next where I'll be able to do those kinds of things? And I just felt very stuck. Like I, you know, I, I had applied for a couple of jobs, but it was nothing that I was excited about, nothing that, um, I just, it all, it all, I felt so pigeonholed, um, and into these really, like, strict, um, job descriptions, right, um, and so, where my work would just feel kind of monotonous and, like, routine, and so I started to get kind of sad and depressed and, um, really wasn't sure what I would what I would be able to do. And then we, Stephen and I, um, 
rescued pickles together and um, this hobby of mine um, started to really like take off and people really gravitated towards like our lives with the animals and the kinds of videos that I would make that you know of the animals that would bring people a lot of joy and it was just like something that was really fun for me to do and so I was still consulting on the side doing marketing consulting and brand work and then um over time I just kind of realized you know what um there are so many like youtubers or fashion bloggers or you know travel uh channels travel influencers why can't I just I, why can't I be like that and grow our following and like turn it into a real business um and a real brand uh and do it in a way that feels really authentic and that we're also doing good work like what we do is meaningful you know we're really spreading a lot of joy and compassion teaching people about animals and and teaching them to make more compassionate choices in terms of what they eat or what they choose to buy um and then rescuing animals on top of it um so uh so yeah so i i eventually got to a point pretty recently where i was like okay I'm going to go all in. I'm not going to consult anymore. And I'm just going to invest all my time and energy in this. Um, it's like a total oddball job that I kind of created for myself. <laughs> like if people ask me what I do, it's really hard to give them an elevator pitch. Like this is probably way too long <laughs> podcast, but um, it's just like, I love doing this. And the fact that I've been able to actually get to do what I love is so exciting and amazing for me and um I hope that I like can also inspire other people to do the same and I'm like really transparent about how I do what I do so in the hopes that other people will also be able to do this um and carve out their own niche so yeah it's been really exciting and it's been about a year now that I've um a little less than a year that it's that I've I've, I've been doing this full time Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And you do such a good job. I mean, if anyone follows at Living with Pickles on Instagram, they know that you do an amazing job, um, which is super, super exciting. And I did we tell anyone who Pickles is yet? Oh, he's a pig. We did not, no. <laughs> I probably like is he like an adopted child? He he's just a pig. <laughs> we have a son, yes, named Pickles. He's a three-year-old uh a little pig um and he's uh he's just so cute pigs are so smart like i did not know anything about them until we rescued him we got him off this like flooded farm during the el nino flash floods and he was the last piglet left the woman um her whole barn had gotten destroyed by the and the property had gotten destroyed so she needed to rehome them and he was tiny he was like just a, just a tiny little boy and so we brought him home and he was like totally terrified of us and then after a lot of love and snackies he started to warm up and and then we were just fascinated by him because he is so smart he is constantly tickling our fancy with just like how smart this pig is like he knows our frenchie knows how to sit at best and like pickles and <laughs> give kisses and 360 and he knows how to paint pictures and he knows how to identify his stuffed animals by name and he knows how to like surf on a surfboard and he knows how to do like a full-blown dog agility course um he's and he has just so much personality so i think people like really got to see that and and also experiencing me like learning this about pickles for the first time you know and watching him come when he you know he learned his name for the first time and um i i think people also really love the fact that like i totally just treat him like my dogs you know so he comes along for the ride we go to hotels he stays in hotels like he's really well behaved like he's he's a really good pig like he he you know he's litter box trained and he knows to go outside too like he walks on a harness so i think people also are very amused by the fact that he yeah he just lives a life like like all the dogs do you know and it's it has a very symbiotic relationship with our Frenchie Dill and he so hams it up he, oh, yeah. he just he loves it all <laughs> which is a little hysterical because I feel like as this account grow and as like I started doing more things and we started doing events and I started I wrote a children's book about him that was published by Simon and Schuster and we were doing a book tour and when I would take him to these events the funny thing about a pig and this is actually nice in my eyes because I never want to make my animals do anything they don't want to do pigs when they are done they will tell you like no one could ever be like oh you know pickles like you're making him do something he doesn't want to do 
he won't do anything he doesn't want to do. Pigs are so stubborn. Like when he's done, he's done. He's like, I'm out. You know, this has been great, y'all. My time is up. <laughs> Thank you. Come again. Like, so, no, he's a total ham. He loves it. He like knows how to pose for photos and he knows like, yeah, exactly like what people want, you know, get their photo up in and then he knows like I'll give him a snack. Yeah, he's a funny kid. And how big is Pickles? Um, so he is probably around like 85 pounds right now. Oh, he, I, I would have guessed he was bigger than that. He may be a hundred. I don't know. I haven't weighed him in a long time. He's, he's not, I would describe him as like the size of maybe a, he's like a little, he's like an English bulldog, but like even denser, if that makes sense. <laughs> so he's not, he's not huge, but like he just, they, they just pack it in. <laughs> Pigs are very dense. <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. Oh my gosh. And he is so stinking cute. And you give such, like, your interactions with him are also super adorable. Yeah. Yeah. He's a funny guy. He's definitely a mama's boy. Like, so um, for us, we, um, we bought our house like about a, a year ago. Um, and yeah, exactly a year ago. And Steven and I, we've been together for, um, I think five and a half years. Uh, and, um, we aren't married. Um, but we have a mortgage together, which is like, <laughs> yeah, which is like a mortgage is like even stronger than a marital contract. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are definitely in it together for the long haul. But um, but yeah, we just prioritized, um, you know, buying the home first. Um, it was just a, a money and a practicality thing because as I started investing all my time in this, I realized like I really need my own space. Um, he was in a loft in SF. I was back after I came back from India. I was like living with at my mom's house and. Uh, the poor woman, I was bringing like sick poultry into her state-of-the-art bathtub being like, <laughs> this is the chicken stuff now. And you know, <laughs> my mom, I bless her. She tolerated me for a really long time, but I think she was definitely ready for, me, for us to, to get our own place. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't she not let you bring animals to the house now? Oh, the beach house. Yeah. My, my parents just built a, like a very bougie beach house that I'm surprised they even let me inside the doors. <laughs> I would just sleep on the doormat um, with a few. Uh, but yeah, I'm not allowed to have animals <laughs> there. So. Yeah, and then, and then um, you know, so Stephen and I can sometimes get away and actually go to the beach house because usually we don't, we don't travel because um, we have so many animals. But uh, the wonderful thing is, is that my best friend also lives with us. So A, we're, you know, I'm uh, 27, so we're, and Steven's 33, 34, no, he just turned 34 last weekend, so, um, so it's great, because it's, like, a little extra income each month, and I get to live with my best friend, and she is really good with all the animals, and she helps out and takes care of them, and it would just be way too hard for me to have to, like, onboard a random sitter for a weekend you know it's just so much more convenient having her there and she comes with me on a lot of rescue missions and it's it's funny people on instagram always think we're i like i get so many messages asking like if we're a thruple <laughs> <laughs> like no <laughs> but i can kind of see where you're coming from like i try to get it you know i do spend a lot of time with her and steven works a lot so like yeah but no, Steven's not that suave to be able to pull that off. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I love it. That's hysterical. Um, that, that's really funny. <laughs> um, so speaking, <laughs> speaking of um, how you live with Taylor, 
um, and Steven, obviously. But um, how is that like in your day-to-day life? I know right now we're all sort of quarantining, sheltering in place, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, it's three distinct personalities and a whole bunch of animals. Like, how does that work? Do you ever like have any challenges or anything like that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, for the most part, I would say 95% of the time, it's like the ideal situation. It's not even that Steve and I were compromising having or, you know, one of us had to compromise to have her live with us. Like it is the ideal situation. I'll get into why. But I think when when she was moving in, I mean, I told her straight up, I was like, you know, um, this, this is my lifestyle. Like there there will be animals, there will be puppies that cry, there will be fosters. It's not always gonna be, I try my best to like keep it clean, but you know, like it's hard it's hard to keep on top of. So there are gonna be days where like, I just don't clean up the mess that day and it'll, it'll happen tomorrow, but you gotta be okay with that. Like it's a lot of, um, it's not necessarily chaos. I actually think we have very like peaceful symbiotic pack. Um, but it is when you when you're bringing in new rescues, right? Which I do quite often. When it's just the our crew, um, it's pretty simple and easy. Um, but once you're bringing in, you know, fosters that are adjusting, yeah, they cry at night. And so she was had to be well aware. She was going to into a situation where there are going to be a lot of animals, and it's um, that's going to be always my priority. Um, so so then. The other thing we discussed and agreed upon was I will never take on animals that I cannot care for myself. And if I require her to help me, that's not a good dynamic. I need to be able to manage everything on my own. That being said, she is expected to like help out and, you know, pick up some of the slack and just, you know, do things here and there. Um, but I can't, I can't rely on her because this is my life and my lifestyle and, and like not hers. You know, she has her own life and her own job. Um, that being said, we love the animals and she and I, like we love nothing more than to like have a cocktail and just sit outside with the pigs and the chickens and the rabbits and the dogs and just like play fetch and just be amused by them. Like we don't, we don't even watch TV. Like they're, they're just an endless source of entertainment. So um, <laughs> So knowing those two things up front, I think really set us up for success. It's also very helpful that she's like, keeps me company a lot of the time, because quite frankly, Steven works such hard hours. He runs his own company um, and, you know, it's still relatively young. So he has a very demanding job. And I think, to be honest, I'd be really lonely if Taylor wasn't there. Um, and if I was just doing all this stuff with the animals all by myself, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. It's just nice to have a buddy, um, you know, to be there to help you, or at least have a glass of beer, like a wine or a beer while you're, you know, shoveling shit. Um, Literally. <laughs> like she, yeah, like that's, she, she doesn't do poop. That's her thing. She doesn't clean, no cleanups, nothing like that, but she'll do the feedings and, you know, she's also really good at like MacGyvering things. Um, so yeah. And then I think like some of the challenges are for Steven, he is very, very introverted. And so he was spending a lot of time in our detached back studio. And I, um, this is like a conversation that we had, you know, a couple of months ago during quarantine. I think quarantine brought it up just because we were all home and all in each other's space more often. He was really spending a lot of time in the back studio. And I totally took it personally, like, oh, he's choosing to be there instead of be in the main house and spending time with me. But I think he just, sometimes wants to spend time with me without like Taylor there just because like that's having to expend energy. I'm also like an introvert too, so I get it. But um, that once we communicated and I was like, oh, you don't hate me. You're just like, you just want to spend time with me just with me, like, which is totally normal in a relationship. So, um, so yeah. So like the best thing about Taylor and, and all of us is like, we're so open and just like very kind and considerate and we communicate everything so that, you know, she, cause she was like, why are you like ignoring me? You're spending more time in like the back studio. Like, are you, is something wrong? And I was like, oh no, it's just like, you know, I just had this conversation with Steven. So communication is, is like very key, but um, 
yeah, we, we make it work. And, um, no, Taylor's such a blessing. Like, I don't know what I would do without that girl. Um, we're very lucky to have her. It surprises me that you all three identify as being extroverted humans. Or, sorry, introverted. introverted. Yeah, yeah, wait, why? It's like, yeah, do, do I seem like I'd be extroverted? I think, well, you know, it's funny because Taylor, I think it was Taylor, when you and I had the conversation after one of our um, hoppy hours, <laughs> and Taylor was there, um, and she said something that was like, whoa, that's such a like mind blow for me. Um, because, so I'm a super, super extroverted person who married a introverted person. Um, and it works great for us. He needs his alone time to recharge. And I have a super needy French bulldog who actually acts a lot like pickles. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, so she said, when you, it was so different to have the Zoom call for the happy hour because you're used to talking to the little camera on your phone as opposed to talking like when you can see the heads True. moving. Totally. We're like, I just, and it, this is a good thing for me because for the first, and this goes back to like how I grew the business and, and how I switched my like sort of brand strategy was for the first year and a half, on Instagram, I never showed my face. I never, I just filmed the animals. I sometimes talked in the background, but um, that's what like all the animal accounts were doing. They, it was just, that's just kind of the formula of like running an animal Instagram account. Like no one wants to see the people, I guess. That's what I thought. But then people really started like wanting to know more about me and like, and they loved seeing me interact with the animals and my relationship with pickles. And that was so fun for people to see. And so um, once I got over how much I hate like my own voice or seeing my stupid, <laughs> stupid face all the time, you know, online, I was like, okay, fine. And, but then it, it was, it was great because I was also like, you're so limited when you have a, you know, all these people that follow like a pig or your pig, like, even though I love pickles, there, it limits what I'm able to do versus if it's just about me and, and people fall in love with me and our family, then I can do so much more. Like people are going to want to follow Stephen and my proposal and the proposal process and the wedding. And when we have kids and, you know, when we moved and we bought a house, people like wanted to know all about that. And, and, and then you can really, you know, make, f feature things on your account that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. Like I love sharing our, like, just design tips and my cocktail recipes because we love making like farm table cocktails from our, you know, cocktail garden. And um, it really broadened what I was able to do. But I forget all the time. I think I'm talking to like a couple friends. I forget that there's just like 12,000 people or whatever that are going to see just like my Instagram stories every day, you know? And when we did this Zoom um, call with some followers and it was, it was seeing their faces, I loved it, but it totally, it totally shifted. Like that I felt like the extrovert drain or the introvert drain, you know, when yeah. you're social. Um, so that was very interesting. And I think you're right. I think Taylor felt that as well. Yeah, it was so interesting because I never had thought about it. Um, also, because like right now we're recording on Zoom and I'm on Zoom constantly. I get so tired of listening to myself. I get so tired of looking at my own face. I have become very aware of things that I do and, and like yeah. movements that I make and stuff. And it's just it's so different um like living in this like zoom kind of world which i started in 2019 because we started hosting online stuff by the way speaking of cocktails maddie i'm gonna send you the thing for gin for the win um for district yeah. bliss because you have to you got to order your kit okay it's, it's so good it's three different gin cocktails and they, it comes with like your little simple syrups and like your cute garnishes. And oh, I love that. Oh my God. It's so cute. Um, I'm really excited about it. Oh, fun. Yeah. I just okay. ordered my kit too. <laughs> Yay. Oh, how fun. Yeah. And I think like, um, yeah, the cocktails are something like Stephen and I were able to bond over. He and I, it's funny, we don't have a ton of, well, 
we're really similar and really different in some ways. Like he's far more introverted than I am. Like he's the kind of like, he will avoid even just like going to the store at all costs. Cause that means he has to interact with somebody or see someone like he, he's bad. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, we started like, he's, he's worked in the restaurant industry, um, and fine dining for pretty much well, most of his life. So he's really good at crafting well-balanced cocktails and really creative cocktails. So that was like our fun quarantine hobby that we picked up. <laughs> but then, but because the brand is now like me living with pickles in my life with all these animals and rescuing animals, that's something that I'd be able to show as opposed to like, if I just showed pickles, that would be one tiny small sliver of my life. Whereas now I've opened it up to really be able to share um, truly anything. The majority of my life is animal related, but not all of it is. And I think that people, once they find, form a connection with you and love your family, um, they're receptive to finding out and be, being open to hearing about whatever else it is that you're working on. I love that. I love that. And it's so authentic and it's so you. And <laughs> I, I think you're definitely nailing it. <laughs> That's good to hear. It's good, it's good to get some feedback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think like I yeah I just um I just hated I always hated like seeing just like overly polished feeds um and I didn't feel like I really connected to any of these influencer people and everyone was like I I don't know I just I never really felt like I was their friend which is the best compliment for me are like people who actually want to be my friend because first of all I'm like sure I need more friends <laughs> <laughs> But also, like, it's great because I just get to be myself. And then, you know, it, they already kind of know me. So I've actually made a lot of good friends through just through Instagram. But I'm glad that people feel like they get to know just like my genuine, authentic personality because, um, yeah, there's like no point in trying to be too perfect. I don't think people like that or gravitate towards it. So that's one of the reasons I think we've been successful is just because I yeah and very real and very raw and I kind of show like not just the good but the bad and the processes too that I'm going through like I think a lot of people will wait until like a verdict there's a verdict about an animal or a project is finished and it's perfect like I kind of show people the process and the journey and everything um so I think there's that component of it as well that people really like yeah, and talk a little bit about that with your, specifically with rescuing Tiny Tim, because there were a couple different situations in which I think a lot of people probably would have shied away from actually recording, um, like that night that she almost, so Tiny Tim is a bunny, um, who Maddie rescued the mom from a hoarder situation, right? Yeah. And I've forget what type of bunny it is, but it's the biggest type of bunny. Yep, Flemish Giants, the biggest rabbit in the world, yeah. Who gave um, her bunnies on Easter morning, and, and some, she had 14, and um, some of them were, because she had so many, usually they have like six, you know? So that's, the 14 is the absolute maximum a bunny can have um, in a litter. So of course, like we ended up having to nurse some of them and bottle feed some of them because they just, she didn't have enough milk for all of them. Um, the weak ones couldn't get a, she couldn't get a, get a shot in edgewise. So Tiny Tim was one of our, our babies and, um, and was always so, feisty and I'm um and it was so small but had so much like will to live and we almost lost her one night I found her like underneath the bed um the rabbits like it were at that point just got so too heavy they were too much big too big and I think had like trapped her under there and so yeah she was like completely cold and rigor mortis and stiff and um and so I was like really nursing her back to health and like um, kind of resuscitating her. And I just, um, I just kind of film everything. Like, and whether or not I post it is another thing, but I really, I film everything. So people literally saw that moment where uh, we were not sure if she was gonna live or not. I'm like trying to warm her up and I'm like almost in tears and, um, yeah, and, and she ended up making it. Um, but I shared that video because it's like, 
it was just such a real moment in time. Um, and uh, yeah, just like very raw. Yeah, is it hard to share like that level of emotion with so many people? Um, a, a little bit, yeah. Like, I think that for me, um, I always just have to like know that my intentions are good. So, um, in that moment, yeah, like I was emotional, but I was also like really logical in the sense that I was like doing everything possible to keep her alive and um and i think that if anything it just shows people that your heart is really in it and what you do and um you know like i really do care about all my animals so no so i never i never shy away from um any of my own emotions or um like my feelings i won't I don't do, uh, I don't know how to say this actually, but like, I don't, I wouldn't want to put anyone else's like personal stuff up there. So like not for Taylor, for Steven, but if it's me, um, I think people like that. They like to see like real moments in time and ones that aren't always pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it definitely got, a lot of people really invested in watching Tiny Tim continue to uh, survive and thrive. Um, spoiler alert, Tiny Tim did survive and um, is now a permanent member of the family. Um, yeah. She's just like runs around the house all day. Like she doesn't even, she's potty trained. So she just like has full run of the house. Um, is that Taylor and Steven in the background? Taylor and her mom. Oh. <laughs> Taylor just went to go visit her mom. I didn't know she's coming over. I would have cleaned the house. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> That's why it's Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. We scrapped this together last minute. <laughs> yep, you know. <laughs> just do what you can do. That's all, yeah. That's all you can do. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think like, so then, then when I show like the, the hard things too, then people are like that much invested and, and they're, they, then they understand why I'm so invested. Cause I'm like, I have poured blood, sweat and tears into this animal. I am so attached to this animal because like, and then we, then we've all collectively like gone through this experience together because I shared it. I didn't just like tell them what happened. Like I showed them what happened. They were there in real time. So much of what I post is in real time. I do not like edit and highly produce any of my videos. Like it is real, it is raw. And, um, I don't shy away from that ever. I love that you do that. I think that's really important. And I think that's really good advice for anyone who is trying to communicate their personal brand through social media or um, anything like that, where it's, you know, on a very public platform. Um, I think it's so important to keep that in mind that like, you know, showing who you actually are is part of it. Um, it's not just like saying this happened or this happened. Like, I, I think that you've done a really good job capturing that balance of not invading anyone else's emotions or private space, but also sharing enough that, you know, it really makes people, it's heartwarming. Um, it's also really sad sometimes, but you include everyone that's watching, even though there are like 12,000 people watching at any given moment. <laughs> yeah. And there are things that are strategic. Like, so I said that I film everything. I don't always necessarily share everything. Um, with Tiny Tim, I, everyone was already so invested and knew that character, if you will, and were so attached. I couldn't not share it. Um, and I think I would have shared it regardless of what the outcome was. If he, if she hadn't made it that night, I probably still would have had to share it because everyone cared and everyone was like in, highly invested, you know, in these bunnies. However, like on Friday, I went to a livestock auction and tried to rescue a baby cow. And that was like super emotional for me. And it didn't end up working out. Um, I didn't share that because like I would have just it wouldn't have been purposeful there would have been no rhyme or reason to it and i don't want to 
bring people down if I, if there's not like a, if it's not like furthering my, my mission or, um, going to be like helpful to, to people. So for that, it wasn't like I had anything to say about like animal welfare. I just, I was too emotional and it was a sad outcome. So I just didn't share it because like I didn't, otherwise I would have just bummed everyone out. And I want people to like come to us knowing that they're going to like 98% of the time, they're going to see like adorable, cute, wholesome content. That's really uplifting. Um, yeah. So if there ever is anything that's like negative, it's, um, it's still thoughtful, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's purposeful. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, so switching gears a tiny bit. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about, or tell us a little bit about, um, if, uh, well, I guess if you and Steven have talked about, um, like proposals, anything like that. Yeah, we definitely have. I've made it very clear to him <laughs> that, um, you know, that I want to get married. He totally wants to get married as well. Um, it's really just a matter of time uh, and money. You know, we just bought a house. So um, I think he's just, he's so busy. He's just like, wants to be, he's such a perfectionist. Like, that's what's really sweet about him. Like, he would so be the kind of guy that would, like, design my ring, you know? And he would do a better job designing my ring than I would. Like, he asked me what I, what kind of ring I want. And I, I'm just like, I don't, I haven't really thought much about it. Like, you can probably pick something that's going to be really unique, but classic and just perfect, you know? He's just so good with these kinds of things. So I care way more about him, like, giving me a really creative, fun proposal because, like, that's what I'm so good at. And I love doing that for other people and planning, like, surprise parties or really fun events or fun videos that I can share on YouTube or concepts. So like the idea of having somebody get to do that for me is really meaningful and really exciting. And like, he's not as, I guess he is like pretty creative. Let's give him some credit. So I think he'll plan something fun, but I think he feels a little like, like, oh crap, <laughs> the stakes are high. I'm like, no dude, like you're more of a perfectionist than I am. I just want to see that you've like put thought and creativity behind it and for me the biggest thing is and I know this is like controversial and some like women don't want this but I really want my family to be there for the proposal like I want them to like because I want to be able to like have that cute little intimate moment with him where obviously there's like a videographer who's like hiding and filming it all <laughs> he's like secretly mic'd <laughs> because content <laughs> but also because like I want this memory forever you know and like that's the fun thing about sharing my life online is that I have records of like all these adorable things that we've done together and like moments we've had um so yeah, so I want that like intimate moment and then I want my whole family to jump out and be like, woohoo, now let's all drink wine and champagne and celebrate and do something fun together. So, you know, I'm really close to my family, but now that we're older and all my cousins were all grown up, like it's harder to get together. So I'm like, this is a perfect reason <laughs> to bring everyone together. It so is. It so is. I love that. That's super cute. I, you, you, it's very obvious that family is super important to you. Um, in your feet and everything, like even, you know, your brother, you're super inclusive with your brother's girlfriend and I don't know how long they've been together or anything, but, yeah. um, it's really obvious that like, you're really like engaged with your family. Um, and I love that. That's, I mean, that's like what I wanted. That was the best part of getting married for me was having like my family there and Philippe's family there. And I actually, <laughs> When I assigned seats at the table, I so I assigned them even though there were only 17 guests. Um, wow, so small. Yeah, yeah. So we, um, Philippe, and, Philippe's very introverted, and I had gotten injured um, like right before, probably like six months before he asked me to marry him. Um, so I have nerve damage to one of my legs, um, because I was attacked, I was a teacher and I was attacked by a student. Um, and that's one of the reasons that I now have my own businesses. But, um, 
I was really afraid of having so many people around me that I might get stepped on. So I didn't want to have like a lot of people at the wedding. And that made Philippe so excited because he's super introverted. <laughs> so it was, it actually worked out really well. But um, so when I assigned seats at the tables, I put people together that I would like had always thought like, you remind me of you and you remind me of you. So I got to like have all these people meet and they loved it. Even though they were like, oh my God, Sarah, I can't believe you're doing this. You're like forcing us to socialize with other families. And I was like, guys, come on, like, trust me here. That's cute. I love that idea. That's really cute. Yeah, it was really fun. So um, I, I don't know if that helps you in any way, but just something to put in the back of the brain. <laughs> totally, totally, yeah. Well, also We're, too, because I feel like Steven hangs out with his friends and I hang out with my friends. We don't really have like, we don't have like couple friends at all. Um, so it would be fun to like match his friends with some of my friends, you know, and yeah, the ball rolling. It's so much fun because, like, I don't know. I love that kind of thing. I love getting people to, like, engage and really get to know each other and have everyone feel welcomed. Yeah. Um, and Stephen yeah. loves my, like, he loves my big family. He just, it's just, like, him and his mom, and he has a brother that he doesn't really see that much. And um, so his family is, like, super, super small. And so, yeah, he loves getting to be a part of it. My family's just... I just, I got so lucky with my family. Um, so it's, that's like one of his, I think, favorite thing, things he feels most fortunate about, you know, in our relationship is that I came with a bunch of goofy, goofy people <laughs> too that, that really love him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you've thought about your wedding or not, because we've never really talked about it, but... Um, have you like envisioned your actual wedding and like what would it look like and so I feel like I, I don't I haven't thought like too long and too hard about it but I think I want it in like a really beautiful rustic barn that we make look really nice and it's got like all the twinkle lights and just big long kind of buffet tables that like communal like everyone's at like a giant table I love I would love that kind of idea and um and just tons of flowers and animals. Um, I would love if like all the bridesmaids go down the aisle with like an animal that needs a home, not even just puppies, like and like a baby goat, like anything, you know? And the animals can have like little flower crowns or necklaces or something. Like I just, I want like basic, but with a twist. So like I want all the classic wedding things, but I want to put a twist on it as well. And I definitely want to incorporate a Sankeet into my wedding, which is actually like, Indian tradition, um, but uh, I just because I've spent I've I've gone to India every single year since I was, um, you know, in high school, um, and so I just I love the culture and um, like yeah, it, it's basically a dance that it's just, I mean I people do it here too. It's just not called a sangeet, but it's basically like all the bridesmaids um, like choreograph a dance and then all the groomsmen choreograph a dance and then they do like a dance duel. <laughs> um, and I think that would be like so much fun. And I just, yeah. I love that. Yeah, That's yeah. so fun. <laughs> yeah, and then I don't know, just like really good food, really good people, like lots of alcohol and music and animals. I feel like that's just, if you throw those ingredients in there, you really can't go wrong. <laughs> do you think you'd have the farmily there? Yeah, like that's kind of why I want to do it in a, in a barn too, because that way I can like put all the animals, they can all just be there in like stalls, you know, so that like, they can be contained because uh, <laughs> I don't have to hire someone to like wrangle pickles all night long, you know, like he can walk down the aisle and then he can like have his little space, you know, um, and people like can go in and hang out with him and like just be around all of our animals, but they're in like a safe little space that they have. Um, they'll all be there for sure. Like even the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how Butters is going to feel about not being the center of attention. Oh yeah, he's gonna be pissed. It's gonna be, it's gonna be great. He's gonna like, I don't know, crap on my dress like right before I go to the island. <laughs> butters is. Oh, yeah, you're gonna yeah. Tell him about butters. 
Butters is a very sassy, boss lady, silky chicken. <laughs> she is, yeah. Like, all of our animals are so sweet, except for her. I don't know what happened. <laughs> She's just really aggressive, and she doesn't like me, and I try so hard <laughs> to no avail. She's very funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I think, I think, I don't know, you know more about wedding stuff than I do, but does that sound like a pretty good time? Yeah, I mean, I think that sounds like a great time. I'm hoping that, you know, I will somehow get to be there, whether it be photographing guys, or podcasting or something. <laughs> I was joking with Sarah. I was like, you should like, as if like treat it as if this was like a sports game and she's like reporting live, like, you know, <laughs> and coming down the aisle, we have pickles and uh, butters. Butters is chasing pickles. Pickles is running now. Pickles has gone off the aisle and has gone into the, into the audience. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. knocking chairs left and right. Yeah. <laughs> down, go <laughs> down goes Maddie's childhood friend. <laughs> Yeah, and down goes grandma. Grandma's out. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be chaotic. So I feel like that would just fit the bill, you know. Um, yeah, you're you're definitely coming. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I also too want to like see if I can involve um, our Instagram community in some way. I don't know how yet, but just some creative way to like make them feel like a part of it because they are. They really are like a part of my everyday life, and I'm so grateful to them. And I love that they that, you know, I'm just grateful for their time that they've invested to like care and follow our life. And so I know that's something that they'd want to see. I would love to like, I don't know, get a sponsor or something to like, you could do a contest where people can like come and we can have like two Instagram tables where like everyone just, you know, you bring a friend and they all like just the common denominators, they follow us on Instagram and they get to like, you know, 20 of them get to be a part of it. Or like maybe um, people can send little video messages that we create in the montage, like little toasts, you know, that we play that Steve and I haven't seen before at our wedding. I don't know, something, something like that would be really nice, I think. Yeah, that's really cute. You could do something cool like with your shower or like an engagement party kind of oh, thing yeah. too. That's so true. Yeah, that's a really good idea. You could do like a Instagram and, and I just love I love also being a link or like a connector for people that also love animals and also um like I find that a lot of the people we host these Airbnb experiences not during COVID but before where people would come sign up and they'd come to our house for lunch and a picnic we'd call it and they get to be around <laughs> animals and I teach them about all the animals and their rescue stories and we take photos and you know, and play games and, and have a really yummy lunch. And it's fun because at the end of it, everyone like really becomes like bonded and um, becomes friends. So I love being like that connector for people that the unifier is you know, people's love of, of animals. Um, animal people are just good people, I think. <laughs> that is so sweet. Yeah, so I don't know. So that that would be really fun, I think, to do like a special, even a special shower for just Instagram. They would, your followers would love that. <laughs> right? I think so too. And like, we could, we could bring people to it, but also that one we could maybe like live stream, you know, for people, everyone to watch. I don't know. Um, but yeah. You could even like set it up in uh, Zoom and do like polls or something where like mm -hmm. people get to like guess if this was like how you met or whatever, you know, like yeah. the different things. Yes, I know. I love that. People would really like that. When I, I did a YouTube video where I um, did a gender reveal for all those bunnies that we rescued. And, <laughs> did like all the classic like cheesy the confetti for one and the smoke bomb for another and a candle that when you light it turns pink or blue and um and I I had our followers I was like you guys should challenge your husbands or your roommates or your wives and see who can like guess the most correctly and then you'll find out you know here's your check checkbox or whatever fill out the form and then you'll watch it and you'll be able to see how many got right um and whoever gets the most wins and there were like like many thousands that filled this out. So I was like, okay, wow. Like I didn't force them to fill this out. Like they did it on their own free will. They filled out my gender revealed bunny quiz. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, well, okay, they spent their time on that. You know, you only have so many hours in a day. They choose to do this. So 
<laughs> I guess they do like participating. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, but well, kind uh, of in that vein, I did want to ask you, have you ever thought about taking pickles and or the family to weddings and events? I feel like that would be fun. I definitely think it'd be a really fun thing to like build into our just like all the things that I do under like living with pickles. It probably wouldn't be the main one just because I wouldn't want to do too many, but I certainly like I brought him to a bridal shower once and he was such a hit. Yeah, he was such a hit. Um, she loved it. She was so surprised. And uh, yeah, and I, I love getting to like go and see in person people get so tickled by all the animals and love on them and appreciate them you know so it'd be so fun to do something like that that's awesome um so all of you out there who might want a, a super cute ham it up pig at your wedding <laughs> i highly recommend you reach out to maddie at living with pickles <laughs> yeah oh, and maybe we'll do like zoom stuff too like you can like pickles can crash your like corporate call or like oh, god or like if you you're bored you know you need help like giving your kids something to do pickles can give like the kids a farm tour and i can like answer questions about all the animals for your kids that'd be fun um that would be so fun yeah i just i love sharing my my family family with with people so I'm all for finding new and creative ways to do that, either online or in person. That's awesome, I love it. Um, so what else do you have coming up now? Do you have any like products you're launching or anything like kind of in the works? Yeah, so um, there's a few things. So I'm launching a new um, video series that's called How to Start a Farmily. And so we're going to be building out like an organic vegetable garden, composting, like we're gonna be redoing our whole outdoor living room area, um, building a cocktail bar, like all sorts of fun projects, revamping our, re totally redoing our chicken coop. Um, and I'm basically gonna give like everyone all my insights, life hacks on just like how to live a lifestyle like this, but also, like the home talk about the home buying process as well um and uh that's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of work it's gonna be probably a 10-part video series with blog articles and just um helpful articles to go with it but uh that's taking up a lot of my time because i'm not only scripting all the content but i'm also like trying to make our place look as nice as possible. And so, so today I literally called my mom and I was like, mom, you're officially the project manager of the how to start a family project. <laughs> Cause like, I just, there's too much to do around here. Like I have to focus on creating the content. And she's like, I was born for this role. She's like, I'm an executor. <laughs> I'm highly organized, which she is. So she's always got a project. Like one day I called and my brother was like, it's like, what's mom up to? And she goes, oh, she's making pants. And I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, mom makes pants now. <laughs> okay. Sure enough, she makes pants. <laughs> All by herself. Um, yeah, so she's going to help me with that. So that video series is going to be really fun. I'm releasing a, a coloring book. Um, we are going to like work on our website. Um, and uh, and hopefully in the future we'll be like doing a couple product releases as well, but that's still in the works. So nothing's finalized in that department, but yeah, lots of stuff. And then, and then I'm always rescuing. Um, and that's stuff that you can't exactly plan for. Um, but, but, uh, I love rescuing and I love working with other sanctuaries because, you know, we don't, we're, we're just kind of like a, I help out wherever help is needed. I'm not tied to a specific sanctuary, but I love highlighting sanctuaries that are doing wonderful work. So I think part of when I classify myself as that connector, I think a lot of it too is like shedding light on these sanctuaries and people that are doing wonderful things. Um, and also using my platform to then help them. So I think a lot of people like the donating money is if you donate like I don't know, $20 to the Red Cross. It's an amazing organization, but you're not going to see like where your money's going or what exactly 
what cause you're exactly helping or project. I think the beauty of social media is I can show people exactly like that animal's progress and they've trust that I vetted this organization or this cause. And so, and they trust that like, I'm going to follow through and show them that entire journey of that animal or if they're building a barn, you know, um, because I owe that to my followers. And my, one of my mission statements is like to make the act of giving so much more engaging and tangible and therefore rewarding. I really want people to feel like they're a part of that process. Um, so yeah, so I think that's also definitely built into, you know, what I'll be doing over the next few months as well. I love that. That's so exciting. Yeah. yeah. And of course, I'm sure you will keep us in the loop because um, I feel like I talk to you now a lot more than I <laughs> Dude, I know. It's great. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, we canceled our thing on Friday, our podcast on Friday, and Maddie texted me like an hour and a half ago and was like, hey, want to do the podcast today? And here we are. <laughs> I know. I know. Like that's the trouble is like with, with me building out, like if I really am treating this as a business, you know, I have to be so much more organized than I, than I currently am. Like I just hired a publicist who's like, Maddie, I need your plans like three months in advance. And I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, she's like, what are you going to be doing? I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing like Wednesday. So <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I gotta, I gotta get organized. <laughs> um, oh no, but uh, yeah, I love like everything that you're doing too. And you've been such a helpful resource to me. And you're also one of those connectors that's so good at, at connecting talented people that, you know, have the same values together and, um, and a working and friendship capacity. So uh, you're just very good at that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that really means a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, it's such a like it's such a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, yeah, you've already like totally changed like my year. I'm sure just by introducing me to like a few people, and also just through like our friendship and helping me realize like you know that I can I can I should have a team and I can you know have other people help me do things so I'm not feeling like I'm all alone and in, in this and it's really nice to be able to work with other people who. Yeah. Yeah. When I found out you didn't have a team, I was like, Oh my God, Maddie, please bring on people. You can't keep doing this. You're going to burn out. Like you have, there's only so much you can possibly give and you're giving. So, like, so true. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're such a giving person by nature and then your job is to be giving to these animals. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's hard too, because like you, you have to be, be driven by both your like business mindset and your heart doing what I'm doing. So I can't just spend all of my time going out and rescuing animals. I have to be practical and I have to be like, okay, I have these business obligations that I have to get done. And I have to like do these things that are going to grow my platform that are basically then going to make me be able to save even more animals in the long term. But I have to, like, I just, <laughs> I have such a soft spot and heart for animals. So it's really hard for me to stay focused sometimes and be like, I have to do all these other tasks that are, you know, just a part of it. Um, that are behind the scenes that people don't see, you know, take so much time. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited now that I have like a few people on board who are helping me um, just with my daily life. <laughs> so needed. <laughs> that makes me so happy. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> we need to schedule our next uh, business chat at some point too offline. <laughs> Totally. Yes, totally. I love our little brainstorming days. <laughs> I know, I know. Me too. It's the best. Yeah, and you you just have such good instincts too. And and it's nice too because I feel like you a like y you have totally done all of this on your own and um like carved out this niche for yourself and um yeah, and, and, and it's nice, too, that you, like, have all the skills that I need to do what I'm doing, but you also already know, like, the brand, you know, <laughs> and everything that I'm, like, up to on a daily basis. Share <laughs> <laughs> it all on the internet, for better or for worse. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's good times. I'm glad that we connected and I'm really glad that you took this time on a Sunday to record our podcast together. Yeah. Anytime. Oh, I feel like you and I are very like go with the flow type people. So. Yeah. I like to say that I'm fly by the seat of my pants and that I do best when I'm not planning. I, I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. Yeah. but you know yeah but it also keeps me happy I know I know (laughs) you gotta leave space in your schedule for just like spontaneity and for like organic you know things to happen if your schedule's too tight you lose out on a lot of like really special opportunities I think I think so too. And I think it's important to do things like let yourself off the hook. Like, okay, I didn't have time to wash my hair today. So I'm just going to wear a hat and make the best of it or use dry shampoo and make the best of it. And you and I are the same kind of person. We're not like, we're not going to not do something because we didn't have time to wash our hair. We're just going to make our hair as acceptable as possible and go. (laughs) Yeah. Don't know. Totally. (laughs) that's always the first thing out the window is <laughs> is my hair <laughs> general appearance like hygiene yeah <laughs> it's all the self-care things that get kicked to the curb first i know totally but like oh gosh the animals are my form of self-care you know it doubles up like I can go out and be productive with them but at the same time like that's my happy place so that's the benefit of doing what you love yeah yeah it doesn't feel like work no no, not at all (laughs) I love it well thank you so much for joining us on the wedding dish Maddie how can people find you online uh just living with pickles Instagram Facebook YouTube But Instagram is the best one to follow, so I recommend following us on the gram. (laughs) They're very active. They've always got something going, so you should definitely check them out on Instagram, at Living with Pickles. And of course, thank you all for tuning into The Wedding Dish. Um, We're so glad that we were able to make this work, and we didn't even address the fact that I don't have a co-host today. I didn't (laughs) didn't even have a (laughs) (laughs) co-host. It's just you, me, and the animals. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thank you all for, for joining us. Uh, be sure to rate and review. Um, subscribe to all the, the platform stuff for The Wedding Dish. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram at The Wedding Dish Podcast. Um, or you can swing by and you'll get to see the show notes um, and the actual, like, information that Maddie shared with us and all of the links. Um, And also we'll link out to some really cool products that you support because she's really into like cruelty-free products um, and that kind of thing. So we'll we'll do some linking out on our show notes on our website at um, theweddingdishpodcast.com. And um, I'm really excited to have everybody get to know Living with Pickles better. Um, And Maddie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. This was wonderful. A wonderful way to spend my Sunday afternoon. I know, I know. And we got to have drinks together too. Perfect. (laughs) All right. I will let you go. Everyone have a great rest of your weekend and we will catch you all soon. Bye. Bye.